This episode of the Real Health Podcast is brought to you by my brand new ebook, Summer Smoothies, Salads and Snacks. 17 gluten and dairy-free recipes, nutritious foods, amazing flavours and all with a summery feel. I started to focus on, you know, my mind. I started to read a lot. I created an Instagram where I would review books so that I saw myself as not just a body but a mind and a brain as well. guys, welcome back to the Real Health Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May, and today is an interview episode with Lily Hay. Inspired by her love of healing, Lily started her business, Hypnosis by Lily, this year. Lily completed her studies to become a certified rapid transformational therapy practitioner. After suffering from an eating disorder, Lily saw firsthand the life-changing benefits of hypnotherapy. In this episode, Lily speaks about rapid transformational therapy, common misconceptions surrounding hypnotherapy, body image tips, and breaks down what a hypnotherapy session entails. I absolutely loved learning all about hypnotherapy and RTT with Lily. Without further ado, here is my interview with Lily Hay. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so pumped to talk about everything that you do. I've been following since you reached out and it just looks awesome. And as I mentioned to you when we were off air, your interview on Alice's podcast was really, really interesting. So I can't wait to dive into all of that today. Thank you. Yeah, I love doing that podcast and it's just, it's such a good way to sort of get the message out there I'm finding. Um, and I just love talking about what I do. So I'm very happy to be doing this. Oh, I'm the exact same. Just put a mic in front of me and I'll talk about it all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So before we get into a little bit more about you and your work, yes. every first question in the podcast is the same, which is what does real health mean to you? So real health to me, I think a lot of people think when they think about health, they think body. Um, but for me, it's it's got to be a balance between body and mind to be, you know, Mm -hmm. to have real health. Um, So I think, you know, you can't be, you know, eating really well and exercising if your mind's not there. And if, you know, you're feeling like you're mentally not there, then, you know, what's, what's the point of, um, you know, exercising? Cause it's just, it's not going to make you feel good. So I think it's just, when those two things are in perfect balance, at least that's, you know, what it's been for me and everything in moderation. I think that's probably my motto, like, you know, exercise, but don't do it too much. Eat healthy, but treat yourself. So it's, yeah, everything in balance, I suppose. Yeah. I love that. What is your go-to practice for making sure that your mind and body are balanced? Yeah. So I think for me coming from an eating disordered background, it's always been since, you know, my recovery, I've always really had to just check in on myself. Even though I am, you know, fully recovered from an eating disorder, if I'm exercising a lot, I really have to check in and, you know, see my intent behind my exercising. Um, And that's, you know, comes from meditation, mindfulness. Um, And so I really do incorporate, you know, mind and body. I'm big into meditation. I'm big into, you know, um, affirmations and whatnot. So, I think I'm just very conscious and very aware 
um, that even though, yeah, I am recovered from an eating disorder, I still do have to check in with myself and say, hey, what's the intent behind doing this? You know, give yourself a break kind of thing. Yeah, oh, checking in is so, so important. No matter what your circumstance is, I think even if things are going great, to check in mentally, it's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So our first segment is the real recap. So tell me about your last seven days. How have they been? Yeah, my last seven days. Okay. Um, this week so far has actually been really busy, um, which has been great. I've had lots of clients and um, a couple podcasts, which has been really good. Um, so they've been busy, but over the weekend, just, you know, quite chill, but I suppose overall it's been, it's been, yeah, a really kind of affirming week, I suppose, because I was a bit worried leading up to Christmas as business, you know, slowed down a little bit. Um, you know, especially in the early stages of your business, that can be a little bit, you know, anxiety inducing. Um, but having this week, you know, filled with clients, up you know up until Christmas has been I suppose really yeah empowering for me and really just affirming that what I'm doing you know is is good yeah I could not relate more to to what you said about things like slowing down and then picking up it definitely is an emotional roller coaster when you are in your own business what do you employ to make sure that you don't sort of freak out or don't attach your personal identity to your professional identity yeah it's hard I suppose the biggest thing that I've really found that helps is I just communicate. So I communicate with my family. I communicate with my boyfriend and my friends. And I say, you know, just to kind of bounce off them, just to be like, business has slowed down a little bit. Um, what do you think about that? And then they kind of just, you know, reaffirm, like it's going to pick up. Everything's, um, you know, everything's okay. And then I take time to meditate and, you know, I go for a walk and just really, I suppose, um, just to uplift myself and um, to, you know, give myself some positive affirmations there. And but I said on my um, Instagram the other day, I was having, you know, a little bit of anxiety about um, my business and starting it up and as things slowed down. So I reached out to another hypnotherapist over in the UK and we just did a session on it just to, you know, get to the core mm. of why I was feeling that anxiety about it all. Um, and I feel so much better since doing that. So just reaching out and, you know, asking for help. Um, you know, you don't always have to do it on your own. You can reach out and ask for help. And there's so many people that are willing to give you that help. Exactly. 100%. And I wanted to know, since starting your business, do you find that you start to tie your identity and your worth to the success of your business? Definitely. Yeah. And that's something that I'm working on, you know, big time because, I, I don't want to be doing that. You know, I want to, no. I want to be feeling that, you know, regardless of how my business is going, I'm still good, but it is hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect in that regard. I definitely do, you know, tie some self-worth into that. Um, but I work on that every day. You know, I, I tell myself, you know, every day that, you know, I am enough and, you know, I'm always saying positive affirmations to myself just to really maintain, you know, my mental mental state um and just you know always feel good that regardless of what happens in my business you know I'm still you know a worthy human being yeah that's huge that's huge for me at the moment I think because being a trainer and in the health and fitness industry this year has been for everyone has been very rocky but Absolutely. especially industries that have been forced to close and it was something that I'm continuing now to work on um 
but I do like to focus on the polarity and the different seasons because I think sometimes some things going great in my business it means I don't have that much time for my social life and then when things do slow down I sort of try to put a positive spin on it I'm still definitely working on it like as you are but I want to ask how would you define your stage of life right now it can be referred to as seasons as well but I think that it's so important to acknowledge what stage of life we're in and how there's polarity between that so what would you say like hustle or preparation yeah I think probably preparation I that's where Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm I'm at at the moment in that stage of really setting up my business like I've just signed a lease for my new office so I'm getting that's so exciting yeah I'm so excited about it um so I'm getting all that ready and I'm building up my client base and I'm reaching out to podcasts and, you know, different people to sort of, you know, put my name out there. So I suppose I'm in the preparation stage, but I also feel like I'm hustling. So (laughs) I'm not really, I'm not really sure, but I would say probably preparation. And I think it's such a nice thing to really kind of identify where you're at. And I've never really thought about that before. Mm. Um, But it is, yeah, a really nice kind of perspective on it, I suppose, that there are different stages of life and this is just where you're at now. Yeah, I really like that. Do you think you're going to take some time off over Christmas? I think I will. um, Maybe just, you know, a week and a bit or something. I do want to sort of get into my office um, as soon as possible and just like decorate it and Mm -hmm. make it all nice. Like I'm really excited to do that. Um, So maybe a week or, you know, maybe just after New Year's I'll probably – start everything up again yeah that'll be really nice also I think this will be going live in January so just for the listeners the time of recording it's just before Christmas that's why we're talking about the festive season (laughs) yeah yeah we're right on the cusp yeah it's crazy at the moment oh I know I can't believe it Okay, so Lily, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about your work and yourself as well. I feel like we've had a very big conversation, but tell us a little bit about you, how you got into your work. Tell us everything. Yeah. So I live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Um, Mm -hmm. I've lived here my whole life. I moved to Brisbane for a little bit um, to study psychology and business. And I did that for about three years or so. Um, but I ended up deferring that and uh, going traveling. I went traveling throughout Asia for about four months, which was amazing. And then I moved back home with uh, my parents for about a year. And that's when I did all my hypnotherapy study. Um, And now I live with my boyfriend and I'm starting my business and we kind of just spend our days um, you know, we get up, we go for a surf, we go for a run, um, take our take our little puppy for a, a walk, and um, that's kind of like what my days are sort of just filled up with. Especially at the moment, just really focusing, you know, on my business and getting that started. Um, but I suppose how I got into hypnotherapy, and I've touched a little bit on this at the start. I had an eating disorder when I was younger, throughout my teenage years, sort of on and off. Um, and it, you know, consumed me at different levels for a while. And I was, you know, I'd saw multiple psychologists and it was always really great. You know, it was always so nice to go and talk to someone, but I got really frustrated at the fact that it would just wasn't going away. Like I had coping mechanisms, but there was still those, you know, thoughts there. So a friend of my mum suggested that uh, I go and see a hypnotherapist and, 
it was just the best thing that I've ever done. We like we got to the core of it. We figured out why I actually had an eating disorder, which was so important. And I never really thought about that. Like you have to figure out why something happened in order to deal with it. And so I suppose ever since then, I just kind of thought that, you know, initially psychology was the way that I thought you could help people. And I never thought there was any other way. But when I was introduced to hypnotherapy, I suppose it just opened up my mind that there is another way um, to help, you know, other women going through the same Mm -hmm. thing. And so since then, I've just put my efforts into that. And yeah, I just love it so much. You can tell, you can tell how passionate you are about it, which is really, really nice. I want to ask you about RTT or rapid transformation therapy. Can you tell us a little bit about how it works, what it is, and why you choose this method? Because I was listening to the podcast, that's not what you received, is it, for your hypnotherapy? No, yeah, that's not what I received. I actually didn't know about RTT um, back then because I was a teenager when, um, you know, I had hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. on me. Um, So the type of um, therapy that I got was we would do like a psychotherapy session and then, you know, maybe a few weeks later we'd do a hypnotherapy session and it was kind of just petered out over a long period of time. Um, And then I listened to a podcast uh, maybe a couple of years ago now maybe um, with Marissa Peer, who is the creator of Rapid Transformational Therapy and she's one of Britain's leading psychologists and she worked a lot with um, women with eating disorders and she found that using hypnotherapy Um, as well as CBT and psychotherapy, was able to deliver these rapid results. So in rapid transformational therapy, we we say that three sessions is usually, you know, all you'd need. And a lot of people only need one session because of the hybrid of the CBT, the psychotherapy and the hypnotherapy. It just gets to the core of the issue so quickly and we're able to really, you know, change your mindset about the issue itself. So it's just a really rapid form of hypnotherapy, essentially, but it just combines so many incredible techniques that, you know, it's, it's just so quick. But I suppose, you know, what comes with that is that you don't have recurring business because your clients, you know, are doing so well after one to three sessions. But I actually think that's kind of one of the incredible things about it. It's not, you know, it's not money based, like, they could have made the technique to, you know, have recurring clients every week, but we know that we can help people, you know, within one to three sessions. So we're not going to, you know, draw the process out and make, you know, clients pay more, you know, every time they come. So it's just a really effective practice. Yeah, I'm really proud to be practicing it and, you know, I've had it, you know, done on me as well since, you know, starting studying it and just to sort of see, you know, what it's like. And it's, it's pretty magnificent. It sounds amazing. And I think you put such an emphasis on actually getting to the core of the client's issue. So how do you get to the core of someone's issue? And why do you think it's so important to do that straight away? I think it's so important because everything starts somewhere. And I remember, um, you know, my hypnotherapist back in the day would, you know, said to my parents, and then I think they told me, I'm not sure. He said, Lily doesn't actually have an eating disorder. And I was so confused. I was like, "Um, well, I definitely do because (laughs) my thoughts around food and my body are very disordered. So I don't really understand. But now, of course, I understand. He meant that, you know, the eating disorder is a manifestation of 
her beliefs, how she feels about herself. Um, so an eating disorder is never just an eating disorder. There's so much more behind it, as well as anxieties, confidence, whatever it is. I deal with, you know, a range of um, a range of issues. So nothing is ever as it seems. Some, you know, everything begins somewhere, and so that's why it's so important to go back through hypnosis. You know, when you're in, in that really relaxed state, we're just able to access so easily what has affected you to form the issue and it's so important to go back to those um, memories and deal with them and change your perspective on them because once you do that it has such an incredible domino effect on the whole issue itself so you have to deal with what's causing the issue in order to actually get rid of it out of your life I just don't think that coping mechanisms are enough I think that you have to Mm. deal with it you know head on and go to the core of it and through hypnotherapy we're you know, really easily able to get to the core of it just by getting, you know, clients into a really relaxed state and simply, you know, asking their subconscious, you know, what's a memory that caused this? You know, when was the first time that you felt anxiety? When was the first time that, um, you know, you felt um, badly about your body? And the mind just knows. Your subconscious is so powerful. Your mind is so powerful that it just knows. And then we just deal with those memories and those things that have happened in your life and they don't have to be big things like sometimes they are traumatic events and I've dealt with a lot of traumatic events that have happened in people's lives that have you know caused an issue but a lot of the time it's just the simplest things it's someone saying to you something you know when you're in school and that stayed with you forever it's you know a teacher you know putting girls on on a scale for like a maths thing that's affected them you know it's just stuff like that that can stay with you and you attach a meaning to that and it just stays with you for the rest of your life and causes an issue unless you know you come and see your hypnotherapist and you deal with it coming up after the break lily dives into body image mirror work common misconceptions about hypnotherapy and the flow of her hypnotherapy sessions with her clients but first a quick word from our sponsor my brand new ebook summer smoothie salads and snacks is your go-to guide this summer as we speak i'm actually craving the chalk peanut butter smoothies so when i finish up here you can best believe i'm gonna go make one there are smoothies snacks and salads as per the name all with a beautiful summery feel there's options for everyone everything is gluten-free and dairy-free with vegan options available also food is to be enjoyed just like summer is to be enjoyed so go to my website www.everydayhealth.com and make your food this summer the envy of all who know you summer smoothies salads and snacks 17 gluten and dairy-free recipes nutritious foods amazing flavors and all with a summery feel now let's get back to the episode So you mentioned body image and I really want to talk about that because it is a big focus on on your socials and you talk about it a lot, which I love because that definitely is an overlap with my business too. What would you say your top three tips for people who are struggling with their body image is? Top three tips. I think probably, and this is just such a cliche, but you know, comparison is the thief of joy. You know, when you're comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to others, you, you simply cannot feel, you know, great about yourself because, you know, there's always going to be someone prettier or whatever. But if you just think of everyone as an individual, then, and, you know, as yourself as an individual um, and stop focusing on comparing, you know, yourself to others, 
that's going to make such a huge difference in your life. Um, another thing mm-hmm. that really helped me was when I was going through, you know, an eating disorder um, is I took the focus off my body. Um, I started to focus on, you know, my mind. I started to read a lot. I created an Instagram where I would review books. Um, so it, you know, held me accountable to, you know, read a book a week so that I saw myself as not just a body but a mind and a brain as well. So that was, you know, a really important thing for me and I think for others would be great. And then I suppose, you know, just words of affirmation, like just telling yourself every day, just looking in the mirror, looking at yourself and saying a few kind things, saying I am enough, I am loved, I am worthy, once you say those things, your mind just believes it and it will take that in um, and, you know, you will become that. So just saying nice things to yourself um, and affirming things to yourself is really powerful, I think. I know that you you talk about mirror work a lot. I think it's something that's probably very daunting and a little bit, it might feel a little bit strange for people. So what would you say to people who haven't tried it yet? I would say you're not going to believe it the first time you say it. You're just not. If, you know, you're coming from a place of, you know, anxiety, eating disorders, lack of confidence and low self-esteem, you're not going to feel the things that you're saying to yourself. You're not going to feel it immediately. But it's that whole thing of fake it till you make it. Just say it to yourself. Just do it. Just take the plunge. Say it to yourself in front of the mirror. Look yourself in the eye. You can even laugh about it if you want. You're like, I totally don't believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway because apparently it works. And the more you say it, you will believe it. The more you say it and you put the energy and the effort into saying those words to yourself and saying it as if you are those things. So you can't say, I want to be loved because that highlights the lack of. Mm -hmm. You've got to say, I am loved. I am beautiful. I am worthy. And your mind just takes that in. You become whatever you tell your mind. Um, So I think to get people to do that, I would just say just believe in the effectiveness of it because, and believe in the whole, you know, fake it till you make it because that's so true. Like who hasn't, you know, gone into a job, lied on their resume and just faked it till they made it. Like Mm -hmm. it works. It's, um, It's really powerful. Yeah, they're awesome. I love that so much. So I want to talk about misconceptions because I think that a lot of people's only association to hypnotherapy would be those stage shows and what you do is very different. So what are the most common misconceptions that you often hear about hypnotherapy? I think, yeah, that's probably been my biggest struggle, to be honest, to sort of um, myth bust those misconceptions, I suppose, because there are so many out Mm -hmm. there. Um, Pretty much every client asks me if they'll remember the session. Um, and absolutely you will. Uh, when you're in hypnosis, you're just so relaxed. It's just like you're meditating. Um, it's just like when you're in a massage and you're just so relaxed. Um, and I think a lot of the misconceptions are that I can make you say or do, you know, whatever I want to make you do. So like the old, you know, chicken dance thing. And it's just, it's so not mm-hmm. true with, you know, hypnotherapy that I practice. We only get you into hypnosis so that you know we can access those memories those things that have affected you and when you're in hypnosis you're just so susceptible to the words you know that I'm saying so I'm filling you with you know just 
positive affirmations and those change of perspectives are just sinking into your mind so much easier than if your conscious mind was there to kind of negate the words. So I suppose, yeah, that I can make you say or do something or that, yeah, you're just going to be completely out of it and not aware. Like you're so aware the whole time. And that's just in movies and stuff and like stage shows. But like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't know how to make someone do the chicken dance. I wouldn't know how to make them, you know, completely out of it. That's just not what the method that, you know, I've studied. So I suppose that's like my biggest thing to like, yeah, to bring it into the mainstream almost, I suppose, because, and I'm finding that quite hard to um, bring it into the mainstream um, because once people have their minds set on how something is, it's very hard to change it. Um, But I suppose by doing podcasts like this and just putting myself out there as well, because I think a lot of people think that, you know, a hypnotist is a bit woo-woo and a bit, you know, spiritual and like I definitely have spiritual sides to myself, but I'm, you know, I don't think I am at all what people would expect me to be. Like I'm just a very normal girl who's very passionate about what she does um, and the effectiveness of it. So, yeah, I suppose also, yeah, that you have to be kind of spiritual or whatever. It's just not true. I, I think I think that's so dead on. I think with everything we all have, and it comes from different things, but like I guess perceptions of how things are going to go. And I think something like hypnotherapy, when a lot of our only association with it is those stage shows. And I remember listening to Alice and a few of those myths that you were busting, I was like, oh, I actually thought that, like I fully thought that you wouldn't remember it. And so it's it's really cool that you're getting to, you know, yeah. speak out on these on this issue and make it a bit more mainstream because as you said, it's so beneficial. And I think that it would work for a lot of people, which is really exciting. Can you take us through the flow of of what you do with the client so you get on the zoom call you see them in person what happens next yeah so even before the session I have a call with the client and we pretty much just go over exactly what they want from the session um so I you know always say if I had a magic wand right now what would you want what would you want out of this session and I feel like that's a really you know great way to put it so they know you know exactly what they want um And then so before the session, I know, you know, exactly what the client wants. So straight away, we can just get straight into it. Um, And I get them into a hypnotic state, which takes about five minutes. And that's just a process of getting the client into that REM state, that alpha brainwave, um, which is just, yeah, as I said, a really relaxed state. Um, And then we go back to a few memories and that have, you know, caused the issue. So you come to me with anxiety I say we're going to go back to a time when you first felt this anxiety um and then we go back to about three scenes and we just deal with the memories there's lots of tools and techniques that um, we do there to really change your perspective on the memories the scenes the things that have affected you the most and I think a lot of people think that they have to think of scenes and memories before they come uh to see me but it's so great if you don't because it's probably not um, what you think has affected you is probably not the things that have actually affected you the most. Um, Things will come up and you'll be like, I haven't thought about that for years. I never knew that that affected me so much. So it's really important that, you know, you just keep your mind open before you come to a session. And the way that, you know, scenes do come to you is just by being in that really relaxed state. When your conscious mind is able to just 
step to the side and uh, your subconscious mind is able to come to the surface and it's so easy to access those memories from there. So it's nothing, you know, spiritual. You don't have to be enlightened to, you know, have those memories come to you. Um, And then towards the end of the session, I create about a 15-minute recording for you and I just fill that with exactly how you want to be, what you want to be feeling, what you want to be doing with your life, how your everyday looks, you know, in an ideal world. And I just fill it with that. And then the client will listen to that every day for 21 days. Um, And it takes 21 days to create a habit and to change those neural pathways. Um, And a lot of the transformation happens within the session, but that recording is so important just to sort of um, make the changes permanent. Um, And then I'm with you the the whole way through the 21 days you know, I'm there for you to message. I'll message you probably every few days just to check in and see how you're feeling. And if anything comes up, we can talk about it. We can have a call. I'm there the whole way through. So it's really, you know, a supported process, but you know, the hypnotherapy and the recording is really where all the magic is and, you know, all that change happens. I'm really glad you dove into that because when I was, when you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, I feel like I might struggle to work out the memories but they just in that state they easily come to you yeah they just so easily come to you and I because I understand when I had hypnotherapy I was I was so almost like I found that really daunting the thought of oh, I'm gonna have to think of memories like I don't know what's affected me but they just come to you and it could just be a feeling or it could just you know it could be a set of memories that you want to talk about um, it's just whatever comes to you because your subconscious mind, it, it's so powerful. You know, we use 10% of our brain. Like your subconscious mind has stored everything that has affected you and impacted you in a certain way mm-hmm. because you've attached a meaning to it at the time. So it knows, you know, what's affected you. Um, so it's so easy for your mind to just go straight to that when you're in that's like such relaxed state. Um, so it, it does just come to you. But if memories don't come to you, there's other tools and techniques that we can do. So it, it really doesn't matter. Scenes are a great way to get to the cause, uh, to get to the core of an issue, but there are other ways that we can do that um, in that hypnotic state. So it's not really something that anyone should really stress about. I have so enjoyed chatting with you, but I have a few quick cues. So just yeah. whatever comes to the top of your head. Okay, absolutely. Some of them are a little bit long, actually. I went a little bit deep with you, but bear with me. I love it. (laughs) What is one thing that you have done or that you have that the younger you desired? That the younger me desired to help people. That's all all I ever wanted to be. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Number two, what is your best tip for other girls starting up their own business? Uh, Reach out and ask for help. I couldn't have done any of this without um, the support of my friends and family completely agree with that one and my last one is what has been your favorite client transformation yeah so I think this one is a little bit I'm a little bit biased because you know I did have an eating disorder but recently I've worked with um a girl who um had bulimia and we did one session and she didn't need any more because she's doing so amazing and all those negative thoughts um you know have gone and she's She's really just thriving and enjoying her life. So that's probably, you know, my favourite transformation. But 
all of my clients are doing so well and they're all thriving. So I'm, you know, equally proud of all of them. I think I'm just a little bit biased with that one because that was, you know, when I was going through my eating disorder, I just knew one day that I was going to help people with the same thing. And to be able to do that now, I'm just, I'm so stoked about it. That's so, so nice. I can relate to that so much. Like the whole reason I'm in the nutrition and fitness and wellness space is because of, you know, growing up my issues. So it's so nice. And I can, like I said at the start, I can feel your passion through what you do. So congratulations on starting the business. And if anyone wants to go and see or hear more from you, where can they do that? Uh, So they can go to my Instagram, which is hypnosis by Lily, um, or my website, which is www.hypnosisbylily.com.au. Amazing, Lily. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. That wraps up another interview episode on the Real Health Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Lily. If you'd like to see or hear more from me, you can jump over to the podcast Instagram, which is linked in the show notes below at Real Health Podcast. You can also jump over and follow my business page, which is at Ebby May Health. Until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.